think we learned a lot of important lessons. The biggest one being, you don't know, you can't plan. The best thing you can plan for is change and continuing to grow because like the minute you, you stop and you think you've got it figured out, it's just going to smack you in the face again <laughs> and you have to grow more. That's life. Welcome to Normalizing Non-Monogamy, the podcast where we interview incredible people from across the entire spectrum of non-monogamy to hear their fascinating stories. We strive to bring guests on the show who have a healthy approach to non-monogamy. However, it's important to remember that everyone does it a little bit differently, and the views and opinions expressed by our guests do not necessarily reflect our own. Additionally, we produce this show for entertainment purposes only. Please be aware that we aren't doctors or therapists. Consult a medical professional for anything regarding your health that you might learn about on the show. Enjoy! Welcome to episode 264. We're Finn and Emma, and today we have an update episode for you all with Mel, Ra, and Tom. This thruple was on episode 145 for the first time, and now they're back with all of the exciting updates. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, nothing has changed. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Actually, I, I was describing this internally in my brain as the relationship tur- turducken. <laughs> oh, do explain. A turducken is a turkey stuffed with a chicken stuffed with a duck, uh-huh. I believe. I believe that's the proper order. I guess unless you had a really big duck. You could go turkey, duck, chicken, or turkey, chicken, duck. Okay. The whole point. Okay. So the reason is, so there's a thruple, there's a baby. There's a baby in the mix now. There's a sort of a quad. There's there, sort of a there's quad. There's sort of another thruple. Yep. And there's also like a six-person plus polycule. Yes. So Mel, Ra, and Tom have introduced other partners now and a baby into their mix, and they tell us about all of it. Yeah, it's amazing. And there's a really, I, I, I mean, the whole conversation is really just about I didn't mean to downplay your turducken, by the way. No, it's okay. (laughs) Most people are still laughing, obviously. I feel like I just kind of glossed over that and didn't mean to. (laughs) My feelings are not hurt at all. Anyway, this what were you going to say? No idea, Emma. My feelings are too hurt to even think right now. No, I just, it was, it's a really great conversation about taking a dynamic and expanding it, whether that's two people, three people, four people, and expanding it out and what, what work goes into doing that when you're – it's not just, oh, two people are having a conversation, but three people and in various dynamics of that. And then you introduce a fourth and now those people have to have a conversation when the fifth person and the sixth person and then a baby. And so it's just – Complicated? It's it's a little complicated <laughs> as, as Avril Lavigne says. And so – it's amazing conversation, and we're super thrilled, and we're super grateful that these three came back on to share everything with us, and a ton of gratitude to their partners for, I mean, playing along, right? They weren't here to really tell their story, but Mal, Ron, Tom sort of took took the reins, yes. and it was beautiful. Yes. And also, just a quick note, you do not have to listen to episode 145 before this one. It's not a requirement. However, we would encourage you, so you have some background information, but... I mean, you could listen to this one and then go back to listen to 145. I mean, it's totally up to you. You could. You you are free. You're a free human. You can listen however you'd like. Also, in the show notes, quick note there, there is links to Melron Tom's Instagram where you can go check out all of their amazing adventures, their disco parties, and the like. Mm-hmm. There are also photos in the show notes, probably some that didn't make it on the IG. We'll call those exclusives. <laughs> 
exclusives for our website. And uh, just tons of other awesome, amazing stuff from other previous guests. So check that out, normalizingnonmonogamy.com. And with that, we are going to jump right into the interview for anybody who is a premium subscriber. And for the rest of you, a couple of quick, 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 quick announcements. And then we're going to jump right in. If you're not familiar with the premium subscription, it is a way to skip all of these upfront announcements and just jump right into the interview. But don't worry, you will still get any important dates for upcoming events in the outro. To sign up for the premium subscription, you can go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and right there on the homepage, you can sign up for the premium subscription. You can also sign up using links in the podcast player show notes. For as little as $2 a month or $2 a year, you pick the price. We leave it up to you. Next up, we have a virtual meet and greet tonight. That, tonight, that right is, now. That is November 30th, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. We have a meet and greet tonight. We would love, love, love to have you join us. These are open to anyone. You just must be open-minded and respectful, and you can pay what you want. So come join us. We would love to have you. They're super, super, super fun. How, and how fun are they, Emma? Super fun. And they're really low pressure. Like, if you're nervous about joining, just come and be yourself. And if you're ner- – like, feel free to put it out there. Hey, I'm really anxious about this. I'm really nervous about this, but I want to meet people. We love, love when people just come and join the community and – it's awesome. We're excited. And if you miss tonight, if you're listening to this and say, hey, I already missed November 30th, don't worry. There's one at the end of the de- December as well. Go to our website, normalizingnonmonogamy.com, and you can sign up there under the events page. Absolutely. We'd love to see you. As Emma said, these are super awesome. If you're looking for a little more community, a little more consistency out of your community, we also have our ongoing paid community that we've been running for almost four years now, I guess over three years now. Mm-hmm. We've, we're, we're, we're sneaking up on the 300 members. It's fantastic. We just transitioned off of Patreon onto a new platform called Mighty Networks. It's amazing. The community is amazing. And you get a men's group, a women's group, you get monthly Q&As, and you get ongoing love and support from people from around the world. It's a... Oh, what? Go for it. No, no. Let's hear it. I was going to ask you, how do you sign up for that? Well, you sign up for that <laughs> the same place you sign up for everything. You go to normalizingnonmonogamy.com and you click on the community tab. And for just five bucks a month, you get it all. Yep. And you could also sign up in your podcast player. There's links directly there as well. There are lots of ways. And so a huge thank you to everybody who's already part of the community. You are all amazing. And you also, a lot of you show up for these uh, meet and greets. So if you want to get a flavor, a little bit of flavor, you come to the meet and greet, <laughs> you come to the meet and greet, and then you sign up for the Mighty Networks. Yep. That's how you do it. That's true. And the last thing we wanted to say, just, well, not quite the last. We have one other little thing after this thing. <laughs> to psych. <laughs> but it's I'm and I's favorite affiliate partner of the show and our favorite way to get tested for STIs. This is the way that we get tested. We don't get tested before the virtual events, but if we were going to go to an in-person event, we would definitely get tested. We would definitely make that happen. The, the risk is pretty low on the virtual. You might get some malware infections. <laughs> just kidding. Well, our events are malware free. <laughs> Also, just to be clear, in case this isn't clear, our events are actually not sexual virtual events. Fair enough. <laughs> Which brings your risk of contracting anything even lower. Even lower. So the whole point is, M and I use a service called stdcheck.com. We've been using it for years. We absolutely love it. It's super easy. It is super fast. You sign up online. You register. You pay. Your stuff is faxed 
or or emailed straight to whatever lab you choose. You sign, you show up, you give them all the stuff they want, mostly blood and pee. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> and then what <laughs> they give well, and then what they give you in return are your results via text message, usually like twenty four hours later. And how can people sign up using our link? Well, they can use our link to save ten dollars, bringing the cost of a ten panel test down to one hundred and twenty nine dollars. Correct. And there are links in the podcast player show notes. Plus. Plus on our resources page on our website at normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Plus. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. It supports the show. Oh. Well, it does support the show. (laughs) So we thank you for using the links on our website. Now I know what the hell you're talking about. (laughs) Anyway. Plus. Plus. Plus, you can reach out to us at (laughs) normalizingnonmonogamy.com. You click we're on trying, the, we're trying to read each other's minds here. It's not working very well. It's not. You <laughs> click on the contact us tab. You can send us an email. Send us a voicemail. That's how you end up on the show, like Mel, Ron, Tom, and you'll wind up in a thruple with a baby. <laughs> you never know. Perhaps you could wind up in their thruple. Yeah. Also, you never know. So, all right. We've talked at you enough. Let's go talk to these three wonderful humans. Let's jump in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take two. Take two. All right. No one knows that. No one knows. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the podcast, Mel, Ra, and Tom. We're super excited to have you here again. A lot has changed since last time we talked, and I'm sure we'll get to some of that. Maybe not even all of it. Maybe we have to do this for a third time. The last time we talked, it was uh, September 2020, uh, so two years ago. Crazy. The world world was shut down. A lot has changed. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Thanks for having us. Yay. Thank you. Yeah. And to kick us off, do you mind just inter- reintroducing yourselves, just high level? People can go back and listen to your episode, but for anybody who doesn't or hasn't, just roughly who the three of you are, and then we'll go from there. Sure. Uh, I'm Tom, and uh, we live in the New England area. Uh, we've been a thruple for three years, and my, my wife and I have been together 17 years. Married, tw- married 12. And I'm Mel, and I joined the lovely uh, Thruple three years ago. And yeah, we, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, we've been through a lot, a lot of changes recently, but it's been really great. And I'm Ron. I'm super excited to talk to you guys again today and catch up on all the things. And I can't believe it's been three years. I know. That's gone so fast, you guys. Yeah. Right. Well, two since we've talked, and yeah, and three since you've been together. And just for clarity's sake, so uh, Tom and Ra, you're married. You have been married for a while. And Mel, you joined the party. You created the Thruple, to be fair. You didn't join the Thruple. You are the reason the Thruple exists. (laughs) Um, And so that was a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Do you mind giving a little bit of background on how the thruple came to be, maybe in like just a couple minutes, and then we can jump into all of the new updates. Of the new updates. I mean, I guess it's kind of a qu- well. You never mind. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> I almost spoiled it. <laughs> um, I'll I'll do this because Tommy can't. He'll take too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I joined Field um, in the summer of 2019, and. Tommy actually, we met in the wild first, unknowingly, but he didn't get my number or anything. And then a week later, I matched with Ra on field and she recognized me or Tommy recognized me through the app. Um, And then we went on our first date and kind of just been, we started off 
not sure what we wanted. And then it just has evolved ever since. Yeah. Good. Great. Great summary. <laughs> and for anybody who's like, I need more, we'll go back and listen. That's your own fault. <laughs> so where, where we left off fall of 2020, maybe yeah. where were things back then? And bring us forward. And what happened after we stopped talking to you three? Yeah, I think um, some of the big headlines are we have other partners now. Um, each of us has other people that we see. So now we have this fantastic actual polycule of amazing people. And uh, we we all practice. We try to practice kitchen table poly. Actually, we've given it our, our own term, which is disco ball poly, because we all like go dancing together and mm-hmm. have tons of fun and do way more than just having dinner at a kitchen table. But we have a, a bigger community now, and it's just a great group of people. And that's been a big change, I think. It's not just the three of us anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so I want to talk about like, that evolution. Cause I know that was a big sort of thread last time we talked was the three, it was sort of a closed ecosystem, mm-hmm. but what is it like? What does the, uh, constellation look like? Oh, we need an org chart. I know we meant to have a, um, a whiteboard, but I guess it's a podcast. <laughs> so they wouldn't be able to see the whiteboard anyway. But. <laughs> Why don't we just go in like chronological order? Okay. Okay. So you go first. So I met Mark, um, my other partner right around when, we yeah. First chatted. Yeah. Right around then, that was when we were first getting to know each other, and that was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess a few months later, so Ra had been trying to find another or date, and and um, Mel and I had really hit it off one on one, as well as you know the throuple was strong, but Mel and I also had our own uh, great connection. And so Ra wanted to find her own like kind of one on one connection, and she found Mark, and then. Mel was also dating and I was like, they were going all these, all these, on all these first dates. And I was like, I kind of want to see what that's like. I haven't gone on a first date in years, like decade (laughs) years. And so I ended up, um, finding a, um, really awesome person named Michelle on OkCupid and, um, went on a first date and hit it off and been with her now two years as well. Um, so that then, well, Mel, why don't you talk about your, your history then? Cause there's been a couple people. <laughs> so then <laughs> right around, um, right, right around that time, that time we met Michelle, I w- started dating a person and it kind of lasted like nine months, 10 months. So like till the fall, like till last winter, but we have since broken up, but I'm dating a new person. His name is David and he's amazing. And we met in February of this most recent year. So we've been together for eight months now. Um, but yeah, everybody really fits together. Well, there's also other parts of the constellation, but those are like the main three. Um, <laughs> the main yeah. Ones. yeah. Well, what's interesting is like, and we could, I mean, they're not here to talk about it, but we all have hung out for holidays, Halloween, New Year's, and and whatnot. Birthdays, yeah. baby showers, <laughs> and um, you know, so Mark and Michelle actually had had become friends, you know, and were friends and would hang out just the two of them <laughs> for for months. Um, and we were all kind of wondering, like, they are hanging out a lot, like friends, and they're like, no, it's just friends, just friends. And then they eventually started dating. So 
So there's kind of a quad within the polycule because yeah. it's them two and their partners. So they've begun dating. Yeah. And what, how many months has happened? I don't know. It's been a few. But it's been at least See three. why we need a chart. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes it simpler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, and what was the, the process like of sort of going up? Yeah. Going from a closed unit to that i mean that's a big shift going from sort of polyfidelitis to we're we're going to start opening this up again you know i don't really think we ever considered ourselves polyfidelitous i just think that we were so caught up in the nre of the thruple and everything that was going on like yeah. I, it there, also was covid so that was like we weren't really dating that was a weird yeah time. it was just a there social was, distance date yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there wasn't really a hard and fast rule about that but like we kind of just, just like slowly started like toe dipping into dating other people and that was always a, on the table and it was never meeting these other people saying, Hey, you have to become part of this group and everybody has to vet you. And we all have to get along and hang out. That just happened organically and slowly over time. Um, it was like your for one of your birthday parties. You're like, mm -hmm. I want to have everyone together. And we all had lots of check-ins and conversations about, can we all hang out in the same space for a few hours? And what's that going to feel like? Yeah. And what it, are the, it went great. So we're like, maybe we should do this again. And it just kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, the personalities of everyone like jive so well, you know, like it seems pretty natural that like someone who I would consider like someone I want in my life would also get along with my other partners who get along with me, you know, like you end up like birds of a feather a little, you know? And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, what's funny is like, there's been some time, like I'd say more like a year ago or so, um, the first time that I had, I don't know, maybe it was more like a year and a half, almost two years ago, I had, um, Mel meet Michelle for, um, for the first time. And like the three of us went and grabbed dinner just so like they could meet and, and we had dinner and then we we're like, this is, we were having a great conversation. This is fun. Like, let's, you want to go out for more drinks. And we ended up hanging out that night and we're like, let's hang out again. Like, this was really fun. And almost like it almost butted a little, <laughs> another thruple, but we it never, not that anyone was intending that to happen, but like we, the three of us would go out and have fun as friends and, um, and cause we're all pretty extroverted and would just go have a blast. And, uh, we actually even like coined a, a name for our little group. We call ourselves the wrecking crew. Um, <laughs> and so like, there's just been different fun dynamics that we've been able to enjoy out of like the friends, like the partners also, being friends with one another and stuff like that. It's, it's become like a little cool, like family of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm curious, like uh, what are some of the uh, challenges, I guess, in date, like in the constellation navigating that over the last few years? Mm. Have there been any? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, feel like the feels. I feel know. like it co all, always comes down to just like having, check-ins before we you know hang out as a large group and making sure everyone's aware of like what are you comfortable doing what are you comfortable seeing like is it okay if i kiss tommy when i'm with like when david is here like is that is that okay with everyone those are kind of i would say the the thing that is the most like but it, it's a it's a overcomable challenge for sure like it's yeah for instance like when we would do holiday things you, my wife and i bought a house and it's a house big enough for everyone to kind of crash here and stuff. So we, we, we kind of say like, you know, I'll, 
I'll inevitably like, you know, be in one room just sleeping in the same bed as like, say Michelle and Rob will be in another room with Mark and Mel will be with her partner in another room. And we kind of have a rule like, all right, like this is just a PC, PG night. Like, no, we, we, you know, if we're all in the same house, it's like, you know, you don't want to be waking up to anything. Yeah. We kind of friend zone it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that helps kind of navigate some of the more difficult things, you know? Um, I think it also comes down to time, you know, because as you're adding more partners, there's just a limit, you know, limit. Love is infinite, right? But time is limited and not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's been <laughs> difficult. So just finding the balance of, you know, getting your needs met and being able to like, um, spend enough time and, you know, f- find that you like are able to kind of like water that and like feed that, that relationship with, with what, you know, but also my wife and I had a baby three months ago. So for the last year we've, you know, she's been pregnant, was pregnant for nine months and now, you know, it's, so that's been difficult too. Trying there's a to lot of layers. <laughs> so, well, there's a new member of the pod. Yeah. Well, she's three months old and she's sleeping upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Which congratulations, by the way, this, yes. this interview is actually supposed to happen pre baby, yeah. but it got a little, got a little too chaotic. C- clearly why there's uh, a hundred of you in your polycule. And so, it, it makes sense why you couldn't make room for two more, but um, we're, we're glad to be doing it now. And I definitely want to, I want to come back to the, the impact of, of bringing a, a baby into it, but I, yeah, that's not a small one. No. Well, yeah, but I'm, I'm curious and, and without, I don't know, maybe without like getting super specific on like who or anything, I'm just curious. I'll throw out like a hypothetical Like, So Tommy, does it, for instance, is it, perhaps easier for you to watch Ra find a new partner than maybe Mel, right? Like you have a longer history with, with Ra and now you've got this sort of newer relationship with Mel and she's dating and Ra's dating is like one of those easier. And I guess maybe same question Ra or Mel, like, is it easier for you to see like a, a longer term, more secure, quote unquote, more secure relationship opening up than maybe one that's a little newer? A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yes. I, you know, and it comes down to trust and Tom and I have like almost two decades of that built now. So when, when you're with somebody that's newer or it's something that is still fresh, it's more challenging and you, you just don't have like those big roots of a, of a tree. You've, it's a smaller tree, basically. We like to use the uh, plants as like an analogy yeah. for these relationships. <laughs> the whole, like, forest <laughs> that's why I was saying like water. <laughs> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> But sorry, I interrupted you. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's that's that's exactly it. But um, it's been a lot of lots of communication, and lots of. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of leaps of faith. I just have to trust that. Okay, you're going to go do your thing, and you'll come back. And that so far, everybody's proved that that's the case, and that's been great. Yeah, I was so with Mel's first round at a another um I'd say first round. First round. <laughs> so you might want to live <laughs> that, Well, they're two diff like two very important people to her, but like um there were challenges like for me. Um and you know, uh with this most recent 
person that um, Mel's with, there's definitely been some challenges and I, I can let Mel talk about it because I don't want to like speak mm-hmm. for her and their experience in there. But um, yeah, we've definitely been having to go through a little bit of a, some growing pains, but um, I think we're getting, getting to a better place as of even just like as recent, as of of this last week, (laughs) a lot of check-ins and a lot of work. Yeah. So my new partner, David, he has never been poly before and I'm his like first look into that. And, uh, it's definitely, they met on field. Yeah. I said that. that. Yeah. So he's definitely struggled with it. Like, like what you were just saying, you know, it's a newer relationship. So him seeing me with these two, knowing that we have three years of history is really, has been really difficult for him. Uh, you know, feeling like we don't have that security yet because it's like such a brand new relationship. So yeah, for the last little bit, um, I've been kind of spending a lot more time with him trying to like grow those roots and really make our love strong. And, uh, it, it coincided with the baby coming. So it kind of worked out like how it would have anyway, really, but, um, a little bit of some extra like layers thrown in there, but, uh, we're, you know, we're working toward it and David's feeling more comfortable and kind of trying to get back into the the thruple magic that we have never lost, but just, uh, you know, it got, it got like lowered a little bit and just like time spent together. Hasn't, there hasn't been as much time because of baby and because of other things. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's different when, you know, Tom and I took a previously mostly monogamous relationship and opened it up after a long time together. And then we're adding these partners and they're coming in and we're telling them and you know, letting them know, Hey, this is open from day one. So that's a big shift. That's a huge ask of somebody, especially somebody who's never done it before to make them buy into being with me and being with a new person, but also learn this entirely new way of thinking and reprogram yourself at the same time. It's and like immediately share. No joke. Yeah. 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 Which is what I, what I was going to kind of jump in and say was, I mean, to, to just put put ourselves in his shoes for a minute. Like, it's not even just that Mel's like, well, yeah, I'm polyamorous. It's like, I'm, I haven't been in an established, like, thruple. They're having a baby. We're all doing, we've been doing this for years. And uh, come on in to, let's just break your monogamy and just, that's how, <laughs> that's how you're breaking into it, right? Yeah, like, that's yeah. a big leap for that, for, for David. Right, yeah. Right. He's really doing yeah. amazingly. And he's doing a lot of self-work. He has a lot of past relationships that have been like very, very monogamous and very like, uh, I would say toxic from the others, like from his partner, old partner side. So he has a lot that he's working through and he's really, really come leaps and bounds. So I'm really, really proud of him. He's like, it's been, it's been amazing. Even though I've had to like lose some time with these guys, I still feel like I have, you know, we've, we've maintained our relationship as best we can. And it's nice when there's a, a brand new little one in there to get to see it cuddle. So. Yeah. I'm, I was also kind of curious too, Mel, like on the, again, sort of just guessing, but like you said, Tom, like it's, and, and, and Rod, like it's easier to open an existing 20 year marriage than it is a newer relationship. And I guess Mel, you're sort of like the hinge of that you're the person who's in a new relationship with two people and so inevitably it's harder for you to, 
I don't know what, like I'm, the feeling I was like projecting would be like limited. And I know that this probably was never like the kid, like the intention, but like you see, it's like, well, it's easier for Rod to go out and date than it is for me just in terms of like the newness and you're getting it sort of from two sides. Like, I'm just curious, like how that experience was for you. I feel like from the beginning, like we, that was the reason why I didn't date anyone for like a while. Like we were together for a whole year and a half, right? Before I started yeah. seeing anybody else. So, and it was COVID. It was like a whole list of things, mm-hmm. but I def, I was the last person of the three of us to start like dating seriously. I definitely had, had gone on a couple like first dates that were like fine, but, um, I wasn't actually dating anyone seriously for that amount of time. And I've said that before because like, I had these two brand new relationships that I wanted to cultivate. And like right now I'm starting a new relationship with David and I don't, you know, there's no push for, I have no intention to go out and start dating someone else new. Cause I'm trying to like make this relationship like as great as it can be. And so that definitely happened like twofold when I was starting dating both of these guys. So, but yeah. I never felt limited. I felt like, Oh my God, look at all this amazing new love I get to, to experience. And I just wanted to spend every second with these guys. And then it was COVID. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's a great point. And I didn't mean to like put the blame on to, to, to Ron and Tom, but like, I get, you know, it's a valid point that it's like, you're sort of inundated with like, and you don't have time and you don't even really necessarily want to, like you have two brand new relationships you're cultivating versus It's actually one. three. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. three. And, and when I started, I, <laughs> when I went on the date with Michelle, like, I was not intending at all for it to become another partner. I was like hoping just to meet a cool person, maybe a friend with benefits, just to toe dip and to see what it's like to go on a first date. And we just hit it off. And I was just like, all right, well, let's hang out again. You're awesome. And then like that became a few months and that became like, wow, I think I really care about this person. Like, wow, I actually love this person. And then, and I had originally been telling, cause I, I did, I had no intention. I didn't really feel like I needed to date anyone else because of, um, feeling so fulfilled with my relationship with Ra and Mel and the thruple, like the three. And so, uh, mm-hmm. and then I just, I like, kind of found myself like trying, having to make room, wanting to make room. And, and I was really originally telling these guys like, Oh yeah, it's, you know, I, I don't think it's gonna be anything serious. And then it kind of like changed. And then I was like, okay. And, and they were like, well, this is what you said. And I'm like, I know, but like, now this is, this is a new thing I want to have in my life. And so they had to make space for it. And, you know, and the rest is history. And, um, I feel like it allowed all of us to make our other relationships more important, not more important than the thruple necessarily, but like the thruple was so strong at the beginning. And then we kind of like, we were able to each give more energy to our other partners, but still, because we had that like really strong base, like of a year of like, basically just each other, we had plenty of Salt, like we had a solid foundation to kind of branch off yeah. and make those extra relationships. Cause like your relationship with Marcus was like, all of us have very, very special, like other, our other relationships are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Which you wouldn't think yeah. was yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and that's like kind of what happened with, with David was initially, you know, he met us pretty early and he knew like exactly, well, uh, Mel didn't like, hide anything but you know he once he started dating her and then he started realizing he like loved her um you know and then things with him became difficult like in that like he wasn't 
expecting to, I don't know, fall as deep in love with Mel. I mean, I knew he would, who wouldn't. Um, but, but like, um, you know, with him not having any experience, any experience with this and it being a new relationship, like it was very difficult for him. And I, I felt for him because I knew how difficult that could be. And, you know, there were, there was a, a big scale, a big scaling back of our throuple and, and specifically the relationship between Mel and I to make room for David, you know, over the summer. And I, 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 I wanted to make room for that because, you know, I knew that that was important to Mel and, and that our relationship was strong enough to be able to withstand some new boundaries or agreements and stuff like that. Um, but after a while it, you know, it does, it was, it was becoming like, shoot, like, am I losing her? Like, because he was wanting more and more and we were just like, okay, yeah, you can spend more time. Okay. We'll see you next week. Oh, we'll see you the week after that. And then it was just like, oh shit. Like, um, we gave a, gave a lot of space, but then we started having to be like, okay, like, wait, wait, like you gotta, like, we gotta talk about this. Cause it feels like you're, you're halfway out the door. Um, so that's something that was difficult, like going back to what you're, what we were originally talking about, but it's gotten a lot better and hopefully, um, you know, things become easier for him and for all of us, you know, as he grows, you know, and I think he's, Awesome. He's an awesome dude. Like, I think I could be really, really great friends with him. There's just like, uh, you know, some hurdles that we need to get, get past and some growing pains, but I think we're all going to be better off as a result once it's like behind us. And those first, the, anytime, all those firsts are hard, you know? Um, so well, it's a bail. All of it's a balancing act. Yeah. And like, it sounds like, you know, you shifted one way for a bit and now you gotta kind of like, well, that, that we can sustain that we can do that for a little bit, but now you kind of kind of shift back and then, yeah. but mm-hmm. still nurture those other, it's just such a balance. Life is a balancing act. Well, and, and NRE is, I mean, <laughs> it's such a real thing and people, I, yeah. I, I think if you haven't really experienced it to like when it is on, it is on. And it's like, and if you're now watching your partner or maybe two partners simultaneously going through NRE with other people and you start to feel like, did did you forget about me? And it's like, well, you know, I didn't forget about Emma when we were going through that. Or, I mean, I think some days we still are. Right. And it's like, you don't forget about them, but it does, it just kind of washes over you and it, and it takes over. And I think it can trigger all of the responses on the other side, the jealousy, the envy, the fear. And so I think, it is. It's a really hard balance to strike. So I, I feel, I feel for you, Tom. And I also like feeling for David too, right? Like he's, he's like coming in, like he's in the NRE being like, I can't get enough. Like yeah. I need more and everybody needs more, but there's not more to be had. Like how many, how many ways can you split a 24 hour day? Right. And it's, it's hard. <laughs> Plus that sleep. balance, like on top of everything is like a brand new baby. And like these two are like full-time parents now. And it was like, whoa it was a big <laughs> <had> intense summer <laughs> it's been intense yeah. it's like that on top yeah. of everything else is just like you got to keep rem- reminding yourself of that there was yeah there was a lot of not drama but there was a lot of hard moments where we were like either just about to have a baby or just having had a baby and we're like we need like we need you Mel. like we need you in our lives like we we huh. miss you we want your support like your support person and and you know david wanted all of her time too so there was a little bit of like a 
Mel was being pu- pulled in the middle. A little middle. tug of war. A little tug of war. Like, There's not enough Mel. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it killed me. And it killed me to com- complain, but like it killed me to like express my feel feelings about it to Mel because like I know she was being pulled on the other side and like it was killing her a little bit and she would cry. And that's like, I, I just like felt like I needed to like just swallow my feelings because like, I just didn't want to make her uncomfortable or sad, but like, it's hard. It's hard when you, yeah, it can be difficult knowing that like what you're asking for is putting your partners in a difficult position, whether or not they can or can't meet your needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if you don't say something, then like you're the one that grows resentment too. And that's not healthy for a relationship either. No, exactly. What what was that experience like for you, Mal, being caught where you're like, I don't know, the the analogy of like a ping pong ball probably or a tug of war, right? Like that's going to be really hard. Yeah, it was really hard. I felt like I wasn't, like I couldn't, uh, like no one was happy. Like I, whatever I did, like, no, no, I couldn't make anybody really like happier. Uh, and including myself, like that's my biggest thing that I talk about my therapist with is like, have you gotten time for yourself this week? And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) not really. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it was very difficult, but, um, I do feel like we are coming to the other side, which feels good. And like, I know David has really, really grown leaps and bounds and, uh, is always working on himself and his feels. And, you know, he's, he's really trying hard to accept and embrace polyamory. But I think that's a, like you said, like, that's a hard thing to do, especially when you're in the middle of NRE and never expected to be, didn't expect it. Wasn't really planning on it. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, I don't know if this is for me. Yeah. Well, I think we can all agree on paper. Yeah. It sounds wonderful (laughs) when you're in it and dealing with the emotions in real time. And it's never at a convenient time. Of course it's much more challenging. Yeah. But the benefits are like, if you can get it down and and it takes time and and a lot of effort and trust, like the big thing is like the trust. And he had those toxic relationships where there was some infidelity and some horrible things that like really struck down his confidence. And I fucking feel so bad for him that that happened. And I can imagine that like, that's a big uphill battle. I mean, Ron, I had some of our own infidelity issues going back to the earlier stages in our relationship. And I struggled with those for years and years and years. And it wasn't until the like it wasn't until polyamory or, or delve into this that like I was able to actually kind of heal that trauma or that or or, or get resolved for like those like past issues with Ra and I going back long time that like I finally felt like I could trust her and and that I wasn't gonna think about those you know those those things and I'm hoping and I've been saying this to Mel that like I think and hope that like this will help heal that you know, those terrible experiences for him. Yeah. I think it's like, you know, it will eventually heal you and make you feel better. But at the, at the beginning, it's going to feel worse and like you're reliving it over and over again. And that's why I try to keep reminding him is like, it's not going to get better immediately. Like it is going to be hard. So, but you have to trust me. Like you, you can trust me. You can trust me. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, and, and all of this, not to discount, 
Ra over here carrying a child and about to to to, to bring one into the world. And like you, I mean, to, can you remind everybody um, and a, a couple of pieces like before other partners started coming into the picture? What would the average like week look like in terms of time spent? amongst the three of you or dyads of you and and was there a relationship between mel and ra as well like a romantic relationship as well because then you're also sort of dealing with that simultaneously yeah i think before it was lots of throuple time probably several times a week and then you guys would hang out between the two of you at least once a week. Mm-hmm. And Mel and I would have dates every few weeks, mm-hmm. I would say. Is that okay. you agree? Yeah. yeah. It used to be like two nights a week with yeah. Mel and I. Mm-hmm. Especially during, and then during lockdown, me and Tommy just, we literally always wanted to have circle time. Ra had to finally be like, hey, <laughs> I can't do this every day. <laughs> I'm an introvert. Get away from me. <laughs> that, yeah. That too. I got a lot of time to myself eventually, and that was great. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot of time spent together for sure. Yeah. But then as the other partners came in, then it was trying to find that balance of like, all right, something's got to give, you know? Mm -hmm. And like when Ron and I were kind of going through trying to find the balance with our own relationship, you know, and you know, there's seven days in a week or whatever, you know, uh, we would like, I would spend one day with, or we'd spend one day with our partner, one day with a different partner, one day with a couple day. And then it's like, Oh, then, Ron, I have 40 days together, but like three of those days is like housekeeping stuff, like (laughs) working and like doing chores and keeping the house up. So it was like, or or going to visit family and in-laws and stuff like that. Yeah. So other friends. So those times that we were spending with our partners were like this really great quality time date night type things. But like if Ron and I weren't careful, we weren't getting any date night, even though we were spending four days a week with each other, like there were no dates. Like, and like living right. together. I remember that was always hard for me because I was always like, especially when you started dating Michelle and I wasn't dating one else yet, I'd be like, well, you go on your dates with Michelle and then you go home to Raw and then I'm just here at my house alone by myself. And like, it's hard. It, once you like live it and see it that, you know, the days that they're by that, like they're at the house together is not always like this romantical, like it's just like <laughs> roommate situation, but you nah. better be scrubbing the toilet, Tom. You better not be having fun tonight. <laughs> I'm a good house husband. Thank you. <laughs> I don't want any fun tonight. It's work, work, work. So we can have a fun date night, which is, which is a thing that happens is oh, you, yeah. you spend time and this is a trap we fall into. When you live together with someone, especially, and like, there's a lot of things that are shared and like, there's a lot of the time that could be date night time is not date night time because you're doing all of the other things of life. Well, and you find yourself trying to scramble, staying up late together to get work done so you can have a great weekend with a, with a partner who's coming to visit or, or a date night on zoom or whatever it is. Right. And so you, you start to have to check yourself and say, are we, are we sacrificing quality time with each other to free up quality time with other people? Right. And of course you're, you're going to, to some degree, like inevitably, but you have to find that balance. Yep. You have to be intentional about it or it blows up in your face. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's done that. How, how is, yeah. How has it gone for the three of you to do that? Like, have you each come through it in a different way? Like, we now get to pick three different people's brains about how they do it. I think that's super exciting. <laughs> we have a very cool color-coded calendar system. Yep. 
that helps a lot. And, and partners, yes. like shared calendars amongst partners and mm-hmm. like multiple layers. So, yeah. I mean, that's not new to the podcast, but yeah. lots of planning. We're kind of become the people now who plan things pretty far in advance, at least a couple weeks usually. Cause yeah, like my parents, yes, today were like, can you come home this weekend? And I was like, no, like you need to plan with me at least three weeks in advance, family. <laughs> I can't, I'm not just on your beck and call. <laughs> I have plans. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like it's just been a work in progress and we're pretty good at it now, especially amongst the three of us. Like we're pretty good at like communicating and it's hard with new partners. Like I know it's hard for um, me and David, when I like bring up like, Hey, what do you think about me seeing Tommy this day this week? And with these guys, it's just like, Hey, I'm going to see David this night. I'm going to see you this night. And this, like, what do you think about that? And it's like, yeah, no problem. But in the new relationships, like that's a little, you have to be more gentle, but with these guys, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that goes back to that security piece yeah, from, totally. from earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think we got to a point at one point where we were starting to like, we had a check-in where we were like, we're not getting like, didn't feel like anyone's tanks were ever getting up to like an adequate level because like the, just the calendar, like we were trying to fit everything into a one week block. So then I started, we kind of started thinking like, all right, well let's maybe not think about it in a one week block and have it be more of like a two or three week. It's like, you know, where you might be able to see one person two days in a row and then you don't see him for two weeks. It's kind of like you saw him one day per week, you know, it kind of averages it out. Um, so like we were trying to think about it different than like just trying to see a certain amount of people every week, just trying to find a balance over the, a a longer like time horizon, you know, and that ended up kind of helping me anyway, like process some feels about like what sort of, quality time I was going to be able to get with who or what other people were doing with other people and not feeling like I was getting enough. Yeah. Cause one of the things that has shifted is it's not just dates and overnights anymore. It's like trips and weekends and meeting families and much bigger, bigger things, which is awesome. And it's really cool that we're to that point, but those are bigger time investments and emotional investments and got to make sure you share the love mm-hmm. across yeah. everything still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, completely. Well, I think the other piece, though, though, that is important to remember now is you're also taking care of a child. And yeah. so it's not like, Tommy, you can go off on your date with Michelle and Ra, you head off with Mark. You know, that would be a great way to do it. Like, well, hey, we're both going to go on a date tonight and not, not, and, and Mel, you're off with, with David. So like, great. But like, I guess you could if you, if you land a babysitter, right? But like, it, it adds some complications. So I'm, I'm curious what the, what the introduction of the, of your daughter has done for the dynamic. Uh, I think I'm, I'm, pr- I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of us for how we've dealt with it so far. Me too. But I will be the first to say we do not have it figured out yet. It's only been three months, <laughs> and we're very much in trial and error stage. Um, some things are working really well in terms of giving each other space. Like, hey, Tommy, I know you need a night away and get a good night's sleep. Go hang out with Michelle. I'll take care of the baby, or vice versa. Or like now that we have a bigger space, we have dates in the house while the other people are here, you know, Tom will be upstairs with the baby while I'm hanging out, watching a movie with Mark. Uh, I feel like that's been a really big step and, and a positive one and something that, um, yeah, I know that's not, everybody's able to do that 
just because of space. And that's, you know, that's a big emotional step to be comfortable with your partners hanging out with somebody else, like right under your same roof at the same exact time. But, um, that's been great. And we've had a lot of family around too. So luckily our families know everybody and like our baby shower was Mm -hmm. our entire extended family. Even people in my family, I didn't think would be okay with this. Like who didn't know about it until like a week before. Yeah. I called him up and be like, Hey, by the way, you're going to meet all these people and here's who they actually are and what it means. And, and it went fine. And I was just explaining like there's family and then there's our chosen family, which are all the partners. And they've become an incredible, incredible support system. And in particular for me, trying to figure out being a new mom, I would be completely lost without everybody. And we're, everybody's been chipping in, you know, like cooking food, coming by to help, offering to babysit, just moral support. Like Ron needs a couple hours away, (laughs) you know, things like that. It's, it's been, um, it's been a huge change and everybody's been pretty incredible about it and, um, on our team and really supportive. We've, we've rotated, we've like kind of found like a pretty deep, we had a lot of check-ins about how we were going to be able to do this once the baby came while, while raw was pregnant, you know, second, third trimester, we're like, all right, it's like, this shit's about to get real. Like, how are we going to do this? Because this is something like, I think some people thought like, Oh, once you have the baby, all that stuff's going away. And we're like, no, like, mm-hmm. like we want to make this work. So how are we going to do it? And so like, I feel like it's gotten to a decent as early as it's been, she's only three months old, but, mm-hmm. um, like for instance, on Monday, Ra's going to go have a date with Mark and spend a night away from the house. And Mel's going to be here to help me take care of the baby. So like, we're going to be here to take care of the baby. It'll be fun to play with her and, you know, do that. And then when she goes to bed, like Mel and I will get a couple hours, two, three hours before we have to go to bed, you know, and it'll be a little date night, but we're here taking care of the baby. And then like on Wednesday of next week, Mel's or Ra's going to be here maybe Mark will come or not, but like, I'm going to go spend a night at Michelle's place and, you know, Mark will be here with the baby. And so like they can hang out, but they're all Mark's also helping Ra take care. So she's Ra's not here by herself taking care. Cause it's, it's a lot with a newborn, you know, to be here by yourself for 24 hours. Cause she's on like a three hour feeding schedule ish still. So like to do that by yourself and not have anyone else to help you is hard. So like the, our partners are very, very much stepped up and been okay with spending time with her and one of us, you know, um, she's cute as a button. So it's easy to get us to come adorbs. hang out. So, <laughs> we're all very much. in. Yeah. 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 I love that it. helps. Right. <laughs> I, I, I feel like polyamory for you was really a long game of how do you get more support when you do bring a child? <laughs> this was a, a nefarious plan the, all the along. The saying goes, it takes the village to raise a child. Right. So I'm why, it really why does. not? I have no idea. Why not? Yeah. 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 The whole, think yeah, I'm not, everyone I like, loves her. Like, they want to come here and spend time with her, you know? And no, yeah. Yeah. I think there have been people who have been like a little nervous, like, wait, I don't want to just be a babysitter. And it's like, no, like, but like, if you come help me one night, then we can have our own night. Like we're just sharing. This is all about balance and like being like a good sharer, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's the name of the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, and, and those partners, I mean, 
just like any other thing that's part of your life, they they do have the agency to opt out, right? Yeah, it's like if they're I, opting yeah. in, yeah. You know, yeah. If, whatever. I, I have a job that's really dangerous and a partner's like, I can't deal with the stress of that. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's either on me to not have that job or them to not, not be in the relationship. And it's, yeah. you know, it's everybody's kind of picking what's best for them. And it's, it's hard when, yeah, whenever, when people are in love, <laughs> especially, especially if you fall in love pre-baby and then, and then the baby comes along and you're like, well, this isn't the same relationship that, that I started, you know, a year and a half or two ago. So I, I can see that as well. Yeah. yeah. So we've been lucky and everybody's been not only supportive, but have stepped up, have really, have really shown up for us in so yeah. many ways and they didn't have to, and they chose to. Yeah. It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and the question I was going to ask earlier is what you asked. So, uh, okay. you nailed it. <laughs> the, but the other, you know, you had mentioned earlier that you, um, had the baby shower and with the family and everything went well, like, have you had any hiccups or with family, um, or other friends outside? Like has, has, what has been that journey? Yeah, I think we've, for the most part, been lucky that our actual family has been pretty accepting and welcoming of everybody. I mean, for, for the most part, I, there have been hiccups. I think there's some to our face. Everybody's great with it and, and kind to, to our partners when they meet them and spend time with them. But then every so often we hear behind closed doors, other things being said, or from other family members that so-and-so texted so-and-so about this and that's how they actually feel. And I think that's one of the challenges of living a non-traditional life is even if people are not to your face, um, saying how they really feel, they do feel differently and, and aren't always on your team about it. And that that's hard. I feel like it's because we're like you, you guys especially are like living non-traditionally and then like you're also doing traditional things like having a baby and it's yeah. like people get so confused like what? Like how is that possible? How can you do both? Like small-minded old people like cannot handle that. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't mean yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a like a good concept to bring up though like there are more traditional roles you know working a nine to five work and then you know more traditional job having a baby buying a house and then having multiple relationships and navigating all of that like there's and other things that are more non-traditional and trying to merge those two can i, I think people in our society in society in general have an easier time when they can like separate Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. when they, when it like merges, it's harder to understand, harder to wrap your mind around. It like explodes people's brains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just yeah. had, um, I just had a pretty good talk with my mom about it, who has historically not been very supportive and it kind of ended up, you know, I know she's just like, she's trying to be protective. She thinks I'm going to get hurt, la la la, but she does have like kind of, you know, reasoning. Cause like my last relationship ended not necessarily like because of these guys or like, because I was polyamorous, but like it did end. And so my mom sees that as like a partner who I could have had and like been happy with, but it ended. And like, I am, you know, still doing this non-conventional thing that she doesn't really, she doesn't really understand. And then she's met David or both my parents have, and they really like him. So they're just 
they're so nervous that like what I have with David will will happen will end the same way that the my previous relationship did and so I I tried to tell her that like you know we're we're working on it like um it's a work in progress but like I've been with these guys for so long and this isn't just like you know a phase of my life this is like my life this is what I how I want to live it and uh you know, in the end she said, I will work on being more supportive, which like, you don't know my mom, but that was a big, that was a big sentence. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. So yeah. It well, shows uh, progress. Go ahead. No. Yeah. I think it's the, the idea that somehow the, the mononormative dyad is a more valid, that's your long-term goal. This is a thing you'll grow out of this. Once you find the right the right one time to time to move away from this and into that. And Mm -hmm. when, when she got to watch what would be a, a a quote, you know, a dyad Mm -hmm. like come and go while Mm -hmm. the triad just stayed Mm -hmm. like that's, that had to be like, uh, what? Like that has to mess with your head. Like as a person who's maybe not as familiar with these types of dynamics. And I think even, probably even people in this world, it's like, because we're all so conditioned to like gravitate towards the one for that to not outlast is, is very against the grain. And Mm -hmm. I I think it's amazing. Michelle isn't here to talk about it, but she's going through her own issues with her family just to bring it up like briefly. So she has a large family with a fairly conservative, like there's a lot of conservative people in her family and like, she's got four brothers and like her parents all have four siblings. Like, like there's like, you know, 75 first cousins or something crazy. And so, um, like her younger brother is her closest sibling. And she told him about, and I actually went out to Seattle to meet him as the first time I met any of like her parents didn't know for a long time for, like a year and a half of our relationship, I was a complete secret. Um, and she was very nervous about telling anyone. And then her, her younger brother outed her mistakenly to her family talking about like this boyfriend of hers. And they were like, boyfriend, what? And then it just kind of spent like, it just kind of like snowballed. And then it just like went wildfire through the family of her family of like, Oh, this is what's going on in in Michelle's life. And now Michelle's family knows about Mark too. So there's like, there's this married quote unquote married guy. And then there's this other person that she's, so she's dating, dating two men and they're just like mind blown and being very judgmental. And, and she's having a rough go with it right now. I feel really bad for her. And, um, I wish I could do something to help like, like, I don't know, mitigate or like fix it or something, but I haven't had the opportunity to meet anyone other than her younger brother who was like, you know, 26 and, you know, young and cool about it. But, um, uh, yeah, families can, the family dynamic can be difficult. Yeah. For some super difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Well, especially if you're like, you're going to need to plan a month and a half out. Cause we got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see where, you know, they maybe struggle with a little bit of the jealousy as well. Like I don't, I don't get to see my daughter anymore cause she's so busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. They do actually kind of give her some grief about that. Well, I think us having a kid has put us and all of this under much more of a microscope because mm-hmm. people are acutely aware of, wait, they're doing things differently Yeah, and about to raise yeah. a person. What does that mean? What's that yeah. going to do? Yeah. The grandparents can right. be a little protective about like, 
what's best for the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they're around more with the, with mm-hmm. you said you've had a lot of family visiting, so they're, they're seeing it more and more too. Well, they were around a lot, which was great. Like yeah. Ra's family was here. Um, they normally live far away and they were here for the first six weeks more than that. Yeah. Like living in this house. So it was like a very, which is, was amazing. But Ra's parents were pretty awesome about Mel out of the get go. But when it came to Mark, there was definitely some growing that they had to do. But Ra put her foot down. Like, if you want to be my life, these people are my life. So get used to it. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, okay. <laughs> well, now, that, now they love them and we're all on the big family text chain together. So mm-hmm. it's cool. <laughs> I mean, that's huge to do though, to stand up yeah. like that. I mean, especially. Having just had a kid, like, I don't know. Are you, are you able to talk a little bit about that, Ra? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't that they were, um, like hostile about it or anything. They were just like, oh, there's, there's another person. Okay. I think they were thinking that Mel was going to be it. Because once it's something that's closed off and and safe, then it's a little, it's different, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think just. Of course, like our, most of our culture, it's fine if it's a woman, but there's a nice little double standard that it's much harder if there's another man, of course. Yeah. So I think there was some learning there, but we did that well over a year ago before pregnancy and baby and everything. So that as they started spending more time and spending more time with Mark and getting to meet him and, and, and see what he means to me, things naturally worked out really well. And, um, especially after we had her and he was around coming over every week to help out with things. My, my parents really got to see the side of him that I see and, and they're big fans. And that's pretty cool. Yeah. I love it. I love that. You know, it, you are introducing someone new. They're like, they got used to Mel. Right. And they they got used to this dynamic and then someone new. Oh no. Like I, maybe they were thinking we didn't have, we wouldn't have to go through this again. Like we got, we got used to this one. So then mm-hmm. having to do it again, but it's amazing that they've come around and, uh, you know, done the, that work to embrace Mark. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I was kind of curious looking if we were to rewind two years ago, um, I venture to guess neither of the th- none of the three of you would have predicted this is where you would be today. Like each of you having other fairly serious long term people that you're in love with, a child, you've gone through multiple iterations of different relationships. Where, I mean, do you have any vision of what do I want this to be, or is it just sort of let's just see what tomorrow brings and we'll keep trying to be awesome humans to one another? Excellent question. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Ra likes to joke I feel about like Ra like, has a vision. Ra, Ra likes to joke about a big poly compound. Oh yeah. I wanna buy like a whole bunch of houses on a cul-de-sac and like we all live right there and all the kids maybe are in one house and then the other ones are like kid free zones yeah. where people no can go kids. hang out and nothing the furniture is immaculate. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Furniture is immaculate. Um, well, let me know how that pans out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I I do think we learned a lot of important lessons. The biggest one being, you don't know, you can't plan. The best thing you could plan for is change and continuing to grow because like the minute you, you stop and you think you've got it figured out, it's just going to smack you in the face again <laughs> and you have to grow more. That's life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, there was, there was a time where we had entertained 
or discussed, you know, whether or not Mel would come live with us. You know, we've, we've talked about what it would be like for other partners to come live with us or for all of us to live together and stuff like that. I mean, it's probably too premature, but you know, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I've never been a planner. So like, I know some people have like a five-year plan. Just with your schedule. <laughs> no, I am planned, you know, with my immediate schedule, but like the five-year plan BS, I've never been a person like that. So I'm just, you know, doing it one day at a time, trying to be as good of a partner as I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How, how has it been adapting to, I'm sorry, I'm just like rapid fire questions. <laughs> Like adapting to, I mean, it's, it's, it's an adaptation when you're like, well, I'm married to Emma and now I have a new partner and there's intricacies of each relationship. There's intricacies of each person and the dynamic between each person. And now you're doing it. Essentially all of you have two other partners or actually three other partners. Um, And so now you're like, you're just amplifying all of that. And I can see, obviously there's a ton more love, how do you start to like sort out and keep track of all of like the nuances of each, each dyad that you're in, not only the dyads, but then the triads and, and the, the blossoming triads and the waning triad. Like there's, well, there's, a, there's also a lot a of quad things. in there. There's yeah. A there's a quad. There. There's a, yeah. There's a lot happening. Good question. That is a good question. <laughs> I mean, Mel's just like looking at me like, oh my God, I, I, like, I hadn't thought, I hadn't thought about doing? it until you just asked. <laughs> I feel like it doesn't take that much, like, uh, at least work on my part to like bounce between, you know, like, I feel like my, like our relationship is so like easy and always has been, I guess like all my relationships are very easy. Like they don't require me to put like obviously i'm putting in a lot of effort but Mm. it is the last handful of months has not been easy for you you're right but i do (laughs) but i'm saying like the bouncing between like his question was like you know when i have my time with tommy is it hard for me to like then do throuple time and then have time with david like i don't feel like i need to like rebalance myself between or anything like that like i i don't know it comes pretty naturally i feel like going between I don't know. That make sense? For me, for the the kind and the depth and the caliber of relationships that I look for, I'm definitely at my max. There's there can't be any more. We're mm-hmm. we're good, um, especially <laughs> with this whole new parenthood business. But um, they they are so deep and so uh, solid and secure now that it's pretty it's pretty easy, like Mel said. And I think it makes a world of difference that all of our partners communicate with each other and are open with each other and hang out and have such good friendship, metamor relationships. I think it'd be much more challenging if they didn't, or things were a lot more in the parallel poly space or don't ask, don't tell even. Cause a lot of, I think a lot of work gets done just by people being able to talk to each other and you don't have to be middleman constantly between people. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Ra and David had a really great phone conversation yesterday and they both, I talked to them both afterward and both were like, Oh my God, Ra's amazing. And, and Ra's like, I love talking to David. And like, it was just a, yeah. So things like that would definitely make things a lot easier when people are able to talk and, and sort things out. Check in with each other. Yeah. Yeah. I need to have another hangout with Mark because the last one I had was pretty fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> the last time Mark and I had gone and seen, we've, we've only hung out like twice, actually, one-on-one like that. First time we went and saw a movie, it was sober January for me, <laughs> and it was kind of lame. And then the next time we hung out, we went and saw another movie, like Marvel movies or something, whatever that was coming out. And then afterwards, we went to a drag bingo, just the him, him and I. And we both men ended up making out with the drag queen and, Literally. and it was a, we were so, I was proper drunk that night and we were all so hung over the next day. And then I, we actually kept in touch with the drag queen and we've all, they've all, she's met the whole polycule and almost gotten invited to the baby shower. Like that was an epic hangout. Like I need to hang out with Mark more. <laughs> and, and now there's a new triad blossoming. <laughs> Imagine. Well said. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that would be an amazing triad. Uh, oh man, <laughs> that would be an amazing triad. And I love that there is communication all around. You know, like it. It sounds. You know, certain people are closer than other people, as that's natural. But that you all have. You know, there's a mutual respect and communication among each other um, when there needs to be or wants to be, and. I think that is powerful for sure. I feel like we could ask questions all night, but I'm, I'm conscious of the time as well. Well, for sure. I'm, I mean, is there, is there something we haven't, Yeah, I mean, we're, we're new to the, the triad surrounded by a quad surrounded by <laughs> a six, some and a baby and a baby. So like, are there things that we've like missed? Like this is, this is, Easily the most complicated dynamic we've we've yeah. which which network okay. which network sure. wants to pick us sure, up on a, <laughs> on a TV show because we were like this would be an entertaining reality TV show <laughs> holy shit but if you think about it this is how families actually operate mm-hmm. there are all these mm-hmm. same complexities same mm-hmm. shapes same structures it's just they have different labels so we all know how to do this we all know how to live together and get along and be good people to each other and, and love each other. Cause this is h- how communities work and villages and families, but we just, it's taken a while to cultivate that with romantic partners. And mm-hmm. I hope it can last cause it's pretty special. We talk about it as a, it's like a, we, we use the word chosen family a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and like Mel is definitely part of, of our family and, and, and like our other partners are very much there as well. And, um, yeah, I think like what you said about it being like, it, it feels, it feels, it sounds crazy and it sounds complicated, but it also feels natural, you know, mm-hmm. in some ways like, okay. Like it, it feels like foreign, but also familiar. I don't know. It's really not that hard. Um, the, the hard part is like the, the feelings and the the intimacy, but like, that's like the best part, you know? Um, so I feel like on our first round of the podcast, you never would have said like, it's really easy. Yeah. (laughs) No, really, 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 really hard. But like, but once you get it dialed in, it feels amazing. Yeah, for sure. It's a long, maybe that we, yeah, it's like maybe the benefits, the good things kind of outweigh the the challenges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to like, really like hope David comes around to. It's just like, cause like he is like this big cuddly, like, you know, l- l- 
loves everyone, has super close friends, close with his family. Like you can tell that he's got a lot of love in his heart and like, and he's like this super open-minded guy in, in many aspects in his life. You know, I'm just like, I, I can just see it. I can just see the potential in there for him to blossom and, and heal those wounds and, you know, open his mind and boundaries. And, and, and I don't know, I hope he gets there. I know he's working towards it. He is working hard. I am. I know he is. I, I, I believe you rather. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> cause I know you're going to ask like, what's something that you haven't asked that you want us to talk about or something. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that Ron, and I last night got invited to an all women orgy. This Friday, <laughs> and we are going. And now we can't listen to this podcast. All right. <laughs> I couldn't let you guys say it. I mean, we did have that last. I think we our, talked about bad things last time. Too. Our last yeah. things. We did. What was that? Remember the um the we talked about the strap on, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Did yes. We? Yes. The one where, where you laughed and it fought, popped. Remember? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That just well, happened. now it begs the question: Did did family listen to the last one? Not mine. Some of them, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen did. My parents did. Your parents did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I loved our last well, one. Yeah. <laughs> And, and that's amazing that like, and all of this, like you're still, I mean, you're, you're carving out time for all of the relationships and able to do that as best you can ensure like it's unbalanced sometimes. And then you try to bring it back into balance. And the example of going to the all, like the all women orgy this weekend, is just like an example of that, you know, nourishing that relationship. So, um, that's a first, by the way, this isn't like something that we do a lot. Like What's Even also- if it wasn't, we did a lot. It'd still be cool. Of course. <laughs> so, like the, the 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 like the open community isn't like huge anywhere. I think. I mean, like I think it's still like whatever. But we've gotten plugged in and met some really cool people that are in different sorts of stages of non-monogamy, whether it's polyamory or monogamish or ENM or whatever, whatever, or swingers or whatever. I think. Um, we've met people through field and friends of friends and stuff like that. And we all were at a concert last night. We, well, it was really just like a small polycule hangout minus Michelle, um, last night. And then we ran into these four other people who we've all hung out many times other than that before. Uh, and, and we were like, Holy shit. And then it just got brought up that this was happening on Friday. And I was like, you should invite those two. And then <laughs> they did. And they were like, yeah, we'll go. <laughs> uh, so this is like, so yeah, totally random last minute thing, but I'm super excited for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Why are you listening to me? I don't know. <laughs> and that's why you had plans this weekend, right? right? <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. <laughs> so, you can you can come hang out, but I'm gonna be a little busy. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, jeez. Yeah, I, I I love it. This has been a really fun conversation. It didn't really follow any path. I think it's it doesn't need to. Yeah, it's just amazing to talk openly about this stuff and hear how you live life. Because mm-hmm. you know, as you said, Ra, like this is what people do. This is how it works. Is the structure exactly this? Is it? Are you maybe in love with all of the people in the village? Maybe not. But like, you can be. 
And you're, you're proving that. And I think that's the shame is that we don't have very many models of this is how this can work. There's not a whole lot of parenting books out there. That's like, this is how to raise your child in a six person polycule. Like you don't have that book. And so you're just like, well, we're just going to like trust our ethics and our intuition and our own morals. And like, and then we're just going to fuck it up a whole lot and just keep trying to be the best we can. And I think. But I, that's what every human does. Don't we all try to live every day sure. the best we yeah, can and sure. like fuck it up right. along the way. Effort, effort and problem solving and, and good and best intentions and all that stuff. Yeah. And I feel like people yeah. who try to raise a kid, just the two of them, like have a hell of a time too. Like it's yeah. not easy no matter how you do it. So I don't know. I feel like the more help and humans you can get in the mix why not yeah and i think the last thing i'll add is i didn't want to hide especially knowing Mm -hmm. family and people were going to get closer to us i wanted them to know all these amazing partners and people and our support system and show them that like they're just as worthy of being considered in-laws as you guys are whether or not you want to Mm -hmm. um And we had like this incredible, I felt this incredible moment at the baby shower when we had all the family together and all the partners together and everybody's just hanging out and it was totally normal. It was totally fine. Awesome. In fact, and it was great to have the whole community together and around and nothing was secret. There were no, nothing was hidden. Everybody knew exactly who everybody was and everybody was fine with it. And I was just like, wish the world could work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. everywhere yeah well, it's interesting i don't want to like if we we're trying to wrap up but um a couple of people it's like a semi-partner for raw like on it on again off again um john was there with katie katie was actually at the concert last night um with her other partner anyway um but john and katie were there and they were both like they left and I guess both of them kind of like had a big check-in and cried and like, we're like, Holy shit. Like these people, like they, they had, they, in their wildest dreams never thought that like they would be, cause they're both non-monogamous and poly and, um, and to see like all of us together, the polycule, but also the family and stuff like that. Cause they aren't open with their family and they had like a big check-in and, and, and then they both came out to their families afterwards. Like it was like, the, wow. and they both told both of them told us. Like Katie told me, and I think John told Ra. Like, um, yeah, like that whole day, and that was like inspiring, and we and inspired us to come out to our family and be honest with who we were and have been for years. Like they had been poly for years and never told their family; it was a complete secret. And then they're like, "Screw it!" Wow. Yeah, and. A, a number of the kids in my extended family, teenagers, um, you know, ages like 12 and 14, 15 are, you know, gay, queer, omnisexual, have totally different non-binary labels, you name it. And hearing afterwards that them getting to be around us and all of our fluidity and all of our openness was really helpful for them. Getting to see actual examples of people living everyday lives, but non-traditionally versus just hearing about it or seeing about it in pop culture was pretty impactful Mm -hmm. for them. And I just hope as like teenagers, we can lead by example for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. For sure. That's really amazing. I think they're normalizing non-monogamy. Right. (laughs) 
Changing the world. <laughs> I know. I know. Yes. Wow. Thank, Thank you all. I mean, for like, I want to say like for the work you do, and I know you don't technically have platforms or anything, but you are out there like throwing baby showers for your extended families to see and to not hide. It wasn't like, oh, this is Ra's friend, Mark over here (laughs) in the corner. Like it's no, this is Mark, my partner. We've been together two years and like, you don't have to hide it. Like that's how, that's how the, that's how we move forward with people like maybe it's not for them but at least they can look at it and say oh i've seen that and look at how happy and amazing they are and there's nothing wrong with it so thank you yeah i don't think we're gonna do a reality tv show but i mean we do have an instagram account (laughs) (laughs) which is linked in the show notes that's right that's right Ah. Yeah. Rod, do you ever get out sailing anymore? Because I no. feel like I don't. <laughs> I, I don't know when you would ever year. go sailing. Yeah, <laughs> only one time. No, next year, hopefully. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. You have You're to, have to get a bigger boat. Some minor life changes <laughs> this year. So. <laughs> minor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, that was going to be a question about how you all find time for yourselves, but maybe that'll be on the next episode. <laughs> We're running out of time for, for all of us. Well, so. Could you imagine having the polycule on the podcast? Imagine. Like, that's it would be all of us talking over each other constantly. Yeah. Oof, we would have to take turns. You would have to call us out yeah. and raise our hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it would yeah. be a 45-hour roundtable discussion. <laughs> right. Right. We would need to do it on Zoom where you can like raise your hand and then we yep. can call on people. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all three of you. Plus, I mean, a huge thank you to, to David, Mark and Michelle and everybody else for, I'm, you know, for giving their consent to talk about these things and for showing up and being a part of this, like this dynamic is so much bigger than the three of you at this point. And you're sort of the spokespeople for it. So thank you to everybody involved, um, for being awesome. Yeah. And have a wonderful rest of your night until next time. Yeah, I I do want to thank you guys for having this platform, you know, and I think um, we learned so much from you guys. We definitely used your platform as like a resource for trying to help us figure out the things that we didn't know. Still do. And we, I feel like a lot of what we learned from hearing your conversations, like we applied, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and so like, I think you guys are doing a great job and. So yeah, we're, we're happy to be able episode to be, 200 and what be able to be a part of it. We don't know yet. It's going to be 270 ish, 270 something. And we'll bring you back for four, like 415 <laughs> roughly every, you know, every 145 the individual little dyads. That's right. <laughs> Speaking That's of right. which, if anyone of the, any of them want to come on, they're always welcome. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Tom. And all three of you and, We're happy to take credit for all of your success, but none of your struggles. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a cheers post. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Awesome. Well, take care. Have a great night. And thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Good night. And. Oh, oh, wow. We didn't nail that. Well, I was mocking us from the <laughs> intro. Let's try again. Yeah, because after listening to the episode, they remember the intro, I'm sure. You never know. That was an epic episode. So it was, and an epic intro. Okay, so we're trying again. And, and we're, we're back. back. <laughs> you changed it on me. Well, we already did the other one. Anyway, 
all of that. Okay, we just wanted to say thank you to Melra and Tom. You are amazing, amazing humans. And we had so much fun with this conversation and are so excited to get this update out there. So thank you. Yes. Thank you all. We're super stoked and we can't wait to wait. Well, we don't want to wait another 200 episodes. No. So we're not going to do that. You, you might've got a little teaser that there was some offers for different combinations of people from the polycule to come on. Yes. So we're going to make that happen for you as an early holiday gift right but we don't have those episodes ready yet right so it'll actually be delivered late the gift is happening the, 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 the promise gift. of the gift is happening today but then <laughs> the, the actual gift is going to be after the holidays the actual gift is the promise <laughs> i see i see got it <laughs> okay, that, now that we've officially c- c- confused people, so... No one's confused. No one's listening. You never know. Anyway, a quick reminder, we do have a virtual meet and greet tonight. That's November 30th, 2022. And we have another one coming up at the end of December. Uh, for anyone who wants to join, we'd love, love to have you. So that's... I think that's it. Next week, we've got another interview. Next week, we have a hilarious interview. A hilarious one, yes. Oh my gosh. The stories. The stories. One, one, okay, just going to say this. I edited it today. Uh-huh. Hands down, some of the best bloopers. Yes. Like in a string of them. Yes. That are just amazing. Yeah, it's pretty freaking hilarious. So next week we're talking to Eve, coming to you all the way from the UK. We're super excited and we will see you all then. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening.